Welcome to the Aaron LeBauer Show. This is the number one show for passionate physical therapy and healthcare entrepreneurs looking to level up their income and impact on the world. If that's you, then you're in the right place. So sit back, chill out, and let's get into the show. Hey, welcome back to the Aaron LeBauer Show. Um, hey, what's up? My name's Aaron. I'm your host. I just got back from five days in Laguna Beach, California, masterminding with um, my coach, Taki Moore, and in our Black Belt Mastermind, or actually the Boardroom Mastermind. So you may not know this, but for the last uh, three years, I've been in a group mastermind program called uh, Black Belt with Taki Moore. Um, this summer, I moved up into his program called Boardroom. Um, Black Belt is a group coaching program for coaches making $10,000 a month or more. And then once you get to a million dollar coach, so Taki is it's the million dollar coach program, you get to a million dollar a year run rate, um, you qualify for boardroom. And I qualified for boardroom last year, but I didn't really have the capacity to operate at a higher level last year. I mean, there's some shit going on in my life. Um, I was working through a divorce with my ex. Uh, I've got businesses to run. I'm coming in on the tail end of a lot of things. And I was like, I don't really have time to do that. But I did that. Uh, I moved into a boardroom this summer when I was out in Hawaii. So if you're a new listener, that's kind of the background. If you've been following along for a few months or a few years, uh, I think you've kind of followed that journey. And so the summer of Hawaii was really awesome. And this uh, fall in Laguna Beach was awesomer. And it's a Sunday morning. And I just got back yesterday. And I you know what? It's Sunday. I love my work. I've got things to do. I've spent a good chunk of this week not working. So I thought I'd come into the office, pop in here, record a few podcasts, record some thoughts. I have some other podcasts to record. And I was like, you know what? I need to process what I just learned. And what's the best way to process what I learned, but to teach it. So what I'm going to do this episode is go over some of the, let's see, one, two, three, um, the three big th reasons and things that uh, to do to help you grow your business and that I learned in the mastermind, the three big topics. And then I'm going to break down what some of the guest speakers uh, taught us and some of my big takeaways. And then I may or may not go into the takeaways that I'm going to use for my business because that may or may not be relevant. Um, but I want to go over some of the things. So like Alex Hormozzi was a guest. You may or may not know Alex. We had Dan Martell showed up. We've got um, Ryan Dice. I'm not going to talk much about Ryan's session because I didn't attend Ryan's session. We got to hang out with him. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Um, Michelle Falcon, who's a uh, Peruvian uh, Canadian restaurant owner. Um, and then uh, heard from Garrett Gunderson. You may not know Garrett. I didn't know Garrett before I showed up, but I got to know Garrett uh, personally as well as hear him talk, and it was incredible. So what I'm going to do is just kind of go through this. And the main idea here is for you to take one piece away because like when I attend a mastermind, my goal isn't to go and learn everything, it's to take away that one thing. Um, I've worked with a, quite a few coaches. Um, I haven't worked with, I haven't bounced around from a ton of coaches. I started in um, with each kind of iteration of my businesses, I started with some kind of mentor or coach. Early on, it was in the form of books. Um, later on, it became in form of like courses and three-month uh, engagements. Um, to launch my practice here in Greensboro, I worked with another MFR therapist, Scott, and it was for three months, and 
he did another three months, but it was a, I think I got to sit in, I don't know, but it was the same program and then he didn't continue. And I did a two week program with Lewis House. I worked with um, John Schumacher to help launch my online course and webinars. But even John did, John did offer me more, but I didn't have the right vision and it wasn't the right offer for me at the right time. And um, I love John. He's incredible, but it wasn't like to move on and work with him. It, it didn't make sense the way it was presented to me or for what I thought I needed at the time. And so um, it was a few years until I found Bedros. I worked with Bedros for four years as a coach and then another fifth year in a networking mastermind group that just wrapped up Operation Black Sight. And I overlapped with Taki. And I've been working with Taki for three years and I've got another, at least another year of boardroom. And who knows how many more. He's got clients that have been with him for 10 years, which is crazy. But that's how my brain thinks. It's like, I'm going to go in and work with you and keep doing it. Like even Lewis, I did a two two or three week thing with Lewis. Was it three weeks? It might've been six. I can't remember, but it was in 2017 or 2018, but there wasn't a continuation. And so my brain is like, all right, let me lock in on this and just keep rolling with it. And early on, there's a lot to do right now. It's not about doing a lot. It's about finding that one thing that's going to move my business forward. And whether I show up to calls every week or not, I know that they're kind of there as my insurance policy. You know, when things get tough, when I need them, they're there. And same thing with my mastermind group. Um, you know, I'm here as your insurance policy, whether you show up to calls every week or not. Like if you show up to calls every week, I know you're going to grow and crush it. But sometimes you get to a stage in your business where you don't need to show up to the calls every week. You need to show up when you need to show up. And then sometimes you might feel like nothing's happening. But the value isn't in talking to me or me talking to Taki. The value is in the in-between. The value is in between the lines at a certain level of business. The value isn't in what you do. It's in um, what you act on. So number one thing I've learned from Taki um, is like to do dope shit, right? So we were there. I got there on a Tuesday night. We met for a meet and greet. Um, I think even before that, I recorded a pot, uh, some content, you know, with the sunset. And then we met. And it's about doing dope shit. So we met, we hung out the next morning. We went to a hike. We went on a hike. We all got on a bus and we went on a hike and we just walked and talked and chatted. And then, you know, the next morning, you know, so Wednesday, I think that was Wednesday morning. Then Thursday morning, we all went on boats. We had these little electric boats with tables and there were five or six of us. And we all masterminded while we drove boats around the Laguna Harbor. And then, um, was it Friday morning? We did like a, we went on outrigger canoes. There was one morning where it was an option to come and do some breath work and a cold plunge in the ocean. And um, honestly, I didn't do it. Not really because I didn't want to do the cold plunge because it was like, we're going to be cold. And then I got a uh, block and a half walk back to my hotel and I'm going to be cold and sandy. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so the excuses got to me, but whatever. I mean, it sounded fun. Um, I, if, if I was staying at that hotel, I probably definitely would have done it. Cause I wouldn't be like, Shh, boom. Um, but it was cold plunge breath work and then breakfast. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to roll down there. But it's like all those things. I'm sure I missed something good. And we went to dinner at this place called Javier's. It's the most amazing taquitos. And we had, um, poke. And then somehow there was room for dinner and I got a steak and we had this amazing uh, reposado tequila and I sat with a group of amazing dudes like there's just four of us um, 
and and it was awesome. It was really, really, really awesome. So do dope shit. That's one, but document it. Well, they have a dope life. I think that was the thing. And that Taki talked about this in um, Australia. And at the same time, don't document everything. You got to live life. That's the other piece is like, you just got to live life. So there's a lot of things that I tried to document, but I'm just sitting there trying to live it. So um, we can talk about, and I've done this on shows, like how do you live a dope life? You got to set up your business right so that you can be there. One of the, I think one of the episodes I recorded there was like, how do you leverage your time so you can travel and do dope things? So I don't know if that was before this episode or coming up. Um, probably we'll put it out after this one. Um, because you want to be able to travel in the middle of the week, you know, and then you be like, oh, look, it's Sunday morning. I'm going to go record a podcast episode, which is what I'm doing right now. It's Sunday morning at 1040 a.m. Eastern. Okay, one of the other big takeaways, and this is something I was processing yesterday or this morning, was if you're an athlete, especially like a former professional or top-level amateur, you have what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. You may or may not know it. There's an episode that I did on what I learned from bike racing um, to grow my business. And if you want to go listen to it, go listen to it. But there were a couple of people there who, um, I mean, there's a former professional bodybuilder. Like, I think, like, I'm, I, I texted one of my friends who's into bodybuilding and he didn't know him. So he's not on Arnold's level, but the dude is massive. He ate a ton of calories. He competed with me for calories. And, one, and Phil is um, also like, incredibly generous like helped me with my business in ways that um no one else has been able to because he's gone through it right and this stuff that like taki could teach me but i we're in this mastermind and phil helped me and it's like he's gone through it more recently you know i mean he's just gone through it in a different perspective and it was awesome super giving and we were chatting and he's talking about his thing and what he needed and i was like maybe you need a new fitness challenge he's like no i've i've done that or like so did i right so did I like, so I'm not, it's really hard for me to go on a bike ride by myself right now. But if a friend is like, let's go on a bike ride, I'll do it because it's a different motivation. But I needed a fitness challenge in a different category, like kettlebells. And the next day he was like, Hey man, thank you so much. I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't give you anything. He's like, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, you did. He's like, tell me more about the kettlebell challenge, etc." And you know, for me, it's a 24 kilograms for him. I think he weighs over a hundred K hundred kilograms. So it's a 28 kilogram, which I, Cause he's probably thinking, yeah, 24. Oh, I can do that. I'm like, dude, you need to do it with 28 kilograms, <laughs> which is I think over 225 pounds. So I'm a 175, 180 pound. So for me, it's 24. You get up to that next level of thickness and it's a bigger, it's a bigger bell. There's also a former pro footballer, um, which I didn't know. Yuri played uh, football in France and you knew French. I was like, holy shit, you know French, right? I was like, huh. So I had to dig into that for a little bit. And then there's another guy I hung out with. Um, he was uh, played water polo in Europe. I don't know if it was professional. I think so. Um, and then there was uh, guys that are like just in shape, like fitness coaches. Um, like Chris Dufay is like massive, like, but he keeps himself in shape. I went and like Googled him and I was like, oh, he's half the size from like 15 years ago. But dude, like no, dude knows how to train. So here's the thing with, fitness and reaching like fitness goals um whether you're a naturally gifted athlete or you just are doing it like you know whether like you know i never made it as a pro cyclist but i was on a pro cycling team i raced with the pros i was in races in europe that were pro races that i probably shouldn't have 
I wasn't really qualified to be in, but I was, right? Like, so I raced, uh, I'll get back to this in a second. I raced Lee Le Illinois. It's this probably pokey-doke uh, pro race in France. Like Lance Armstrong probably would never have ridden it. But I did, and I got my ass handed to me. And you know how many lessons I learned from that? And you know what? Like I show up at boardroom, and you know what? Like I belong in that room, but, and I like I belong to Lee Le Illinois, but uh, there's not a competition in boardroom. But man, most of these people are like miles ahead of me. The difference is, is it's not my, um, it's not my my DNA that's going to keep me. My my anaerobic capacity isn't what's going to keep me from from winning and being successful and riding at the front. It's my mindset, and my mindset is more easily changeable than my uh, aerobic capacity. So, um, but let me get back to this: is that you know it didn't. It wasn't like I woke up one day and was like, I want to race bikes. I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, let me coach businesses and be an entrepreneur. Um, I trained racing bikes from the time I was 17 until I was 30. What was I, 34? I'm trying to think. Yeah, about 34 is when I decided to stop. It's years. I mean, you don't train to be a professional bodybuilder or footballer or water polo player. You don't do that for a year and go, oh, man, I didn't make it. You do it for years. A fitness goal even a, um, I should just make a whole podcast out of this, but uh, a fitness goal is something you got to train for years. For me to pass a strong first certification, it's taken, I've been training with kettlebells for at least five years. I, don't, I haven't really even tracked, but if you can do that, you can do business because you have what it takes to persevere and to train and, and work out daily, even when you don't want to. I mean, if, if you're like, oh, I don't want to do this today, and you don't, that's okay. I don't know that you'll make the pro level, but sometimes the pro level isn't attainable by everyone either. Okay, let me just say that. Okay, there is a power of the community and masterminding and having other and hearing other people's opinions. But whose opinion am I ultimately gonna go after? It's my analysis and the person who's my coach. So I can get like what is it opinions are like assholes, everyone has one. Let me just tell you this. If you're going after opinion, like, look, everyone's opinion that I got there about what I should do in my business, these were all people who were doing more than me in a, in a model and industry that I want to be doing, being successful in. So, number one, that's a step up. Most of the time, you're going to get opinions from people um, who aren't doing what you're doing, who aren't at the level that you aspire to be at. So, do you listen to them or do you listen to your coach? And at the end of the day, I have all my things and I'm synthesizing it and chatting talkies like Aaron. So what are we doing? And I'm telling him and I go and I talk to Chris Dufay, who's one of the, one of the talkies coaches who's worked with me on my most recent strategy. I'm like, Chris, here's what I've got. He's like, all right. And I, he didn't ask me. I walked up to Chris and I was like, Hey Chris, can you go over this with me real quick? He's like, yeah, focus on this and this. It's like, all right. He's like, before you do that, keep focusing on this thing and make sure it's right. All right. Going to do it. You know, watch out. But that's the power of com the community and masterminding. And, and look, my coach, Taki, they're not the smartest people in the room. Aaron LeBauer, I do not purport to think that I'm the smartest person in the room when I get together with a bunch of other physical therapists at our retreats. It's not about Aaron. It's not about Taki. It's not about Bedros. It's not about Lewis or these. It's not just what they say or I say. It's synthesizing those, that information. And it's the community that we build. Like, there's a lot of smart people in our mastermind. Like, I'm not going to say I know the only way to do it. 
my job is to put the right people in the room together and give you the ideas and have you go make it one better and then come teach it to us. Okay, it's the people around you who are going to lift you up, but ultimately it's up to you to do the work. So those are like the three big um, like 30,000 foot takeaways. What I want to do right now is just go through one, two, three, four. What is it? Four? There's five up, five people. There were kind of like, there was four guests and uh, well, there's more than that. And then some things that I learned from Taki that I want to share with you. Um, and you may or may not know these people. You can go Google them um, or not or just trust me that they're badasses. Dan Martell came. He is the like founder of SAS Academy. And he came and uh, sat next to me for five minutes, introduced myself to him. I didn't, not enough time to uh, snap a selfie with him um, or much more than that because he had an event down the street and he came to talk to us for like 10 minutes and he um, sat in there and he was presenting with Taki. Taki's um, present, main presentation was on life, building a lifestyle empire. And he got the um, inspiration from something that Dan said. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but Dan came to talk and a couple, a couple of things that, uh, that he said, like really rang, rang true to me. Number one, he said, if it's hard, it's because you chose to make it hard. Right? So there's kind of like this thing where you can talk about like, you choose your hard. Do you want to work hard for someone else or work hard for yourself? But really at the end of the day, if your business is hard, it's because you're choosing to make it hard because we can choose to make it easy. Right? Like, how do I make my business easy? I pay someone else to do it. And that becomes easy. Well, I got to have the money to do that. But really, it's about also your mindset. Is it hard or is it just a challenge? To me, there's a challenge to this. Is it hard? You know, life is hard. But am I going to make life hard or am I going to make life and choose to see it easy? So that's a perspective thing. And then the other thing he said was constraints create freedom. Okay, so what does that mean? Every business is going to hit a constraint or a plateau and it's finding the constraint and unlocking it because once you unlock it, it creates freedom that cre- it, it unlocks you to that next level. But you have to find the constraint, the constraint, the unlocking constraints are part of being a good business owner. And when you unlock it, that's what creates freedom to the next level. Whereas most people are going to see the constraint and they go, oh no, business is hard. There's this problem. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to like do X, Y, and Z. And they don't have freedom. There's a reason why people struggle. And it's because they're unwilling to, you know, focus on how do we unlock the constraint? All right. Taki talked about lifestyle empire. And he talks about this. And like the main thing is, is like the main idea is, can you build a life? Right. Like, I think, I think what he was saying was he heard Dan say something like there's lifestyle entrepreneurs and then there's like, um, empire builders and Taki's like, why can't I have both? Right. So lifestyle entrepreneurs are like, I have a, I have a dope life and I work three days a week and I have, I build my business around my life. And then there's, um, empire builders who work a bunch and love it and just build this big empire. Well, Taki's like, I want to have both. And Taki does it really well. He takes his family and they I think even right now, but also before COVID, he he worked from, you know, all over the world, like a month at a time in each place. And there's a lot of his recordings where he's like in a hotel in like Fiji or, you know, Africa or Asia or something like that. So the big three things that Taki talks about is, you know, money. I'm not going to draw this out for you the way he did it. I'm not going to teach his thing, but it's money, meaning, and freedom. 
So you need money, it needs to mean something, and you want to have freedom, and we talk about freedom. To me, freedom is scale. Scale means you can you have money freedom, time freedom, freedom to treat patients the way you want. But it's all about figuring out, like, okay, what's your big impact goal? So money, for Hitaki, money, meaning, and freedom create impact. What's your impact goal? So for me, my impact goal in 2024, I may have hit this this year or other years, but I don't know. So I need to start, really, it's to measure it. The impact goal for me is to help 100 physical, 100 physical therapists. It's probably not big enough. 100 physical therapists um, grow, grow a six-figure business in 2024. Okay, I'm, I know I can do that. I just need to measure it. So for me, it's figuring out how do I start measuring some of these things. We've helped, I know I've helped launch um, thousands of physical therapy businesses. I just don't have the metrics to track. So I don't know, man, if in 2023 or some year recently, you started a business with my book or course or podcast or something like that, and you hit six figures, like, please let me know. I just haven't tracked it. I've got like, you know, data on like a couple dozen people, but what I really want to do in 2024 is take a hundred people and help them launch a six figure business. I mean, like that's too little. So it really should be like a thousand people, but you know, is it that, I mean, I could say a thousand in like the next few years, but you know, there's some, there's a goal like that. I want to track it. I want to know about a hundred people. Um, in 2024. And also what I want to do, a real big impact goal that's the bigger stretch for me is to take 10 PTs to a million dollars. So 10 physical therapists, um, not from zero to a million, silly. (laughs) 10 physical therapists who already have a multiple six-figure business, um, get them to a million dollars in 2024, okay? So that would be like, that's my impact goal. So how do I do that? One, I gotta, first thing I gotta do is measure it. That's really, for me, the constraint in figuring that out is measuring it. So that's one of the things we're going to implement in our Platinum Mastermind program coming up is measuring uh, measuring some more data. Like how many patients a week are you seeing? How many, how many new, new patients, a total body diagnostics, and what's your monthly revenue? Like just some like four or five data points before people start and then every month. And even in like the Cash PT Blueprint, I probably need to measure that data as well. You know, where are you right now when you start? And where are you after three months, 12 months in a year? Um, those would be easy things to go put in and do that. So um, let's talk about lifestyle empire. It's all about your ingredients for your year, your month and your week based on your goals. Like how many weeks out of the year do you want to travel? I think it was one year pre pandemic, I traveled 81 days of the year with my family. And that was excluding business travel. I've probably done something close this year. I just haven't added it up yet. Um, been able to travel a lot for work and for fun uh, with the family, etc. Still haven't done as much family travel this year as we did before um, for a couple other reasons. Um, one, like we traveled more with my dad in 2019 and he's not traveling as much right now. He's 88, but he's up in Boston. So, um, you know, so what do you think about what does your ideal year look like? And then you look and say, okay, what's my ideal month look like? Okay, how many weekends, long weekends a month am I traveling? You know, I want to travel like one long weekend a month. I want to travel with my kids. And what does the week look like? And we've talked about that. For me, one of my big goals for the week is to take off at, you know, come in, record some content, go home at noon, work out, eat lunch, and then maybe go get a massage or do a float, something like that. 
Okay, so that was kind of what I got from that Lifestyle Empire talk. Um, Michel Falcon, I've never heard of this guy, but he's a badass. He owns, uh, or he's CEO of Brasa Peruvian Kitchen. I think they're in Canada. Um, and I think maybe in New York, I think he said he was open something in New York. They've got like, you know, three to five locations, but it's still a big business. There's a couple things he talked about, like team. Um, I'm just going to kind of drop them, not talk too much about them. Um, he said, especially, and this is like more around hiring. So wording, like when they advertise or not advertise, uh, promoting a job, they're not talking about minimum wage. They're talking about your starting income. And he's talking about how they, they start people at a much higher income than industry average because they're, and they have a much lower turnover. I think he said like the average industry turnover was somewhere like 60 to 70% a year and their turnover um, for their employees is down in like the teens, below 20%. They start people at a higher starting income than most. He said they also, um, he spends a lot of time developing the team. So as lead, his role in leadership of the business, he spends 80% of his time with the team, 20% on, I mean, not 8% of his week with his business, but 8% of his time in that business as the leader, he's going to spend it with the team. 20% of his time, he's going to focus on the customers and delivery. So as the team leader, when he's working in that business, he's spending the majority of time um, developing the team and getting to know the team because the team is how he's going to deliver and grow his business and make the sales and all that. So think about that for a second. Okay, one of the coolest questions um, he, he asked was an interview question. So I just did a, a, a little video, a reel, or some content uh, this week, and I talked about the number one question to ask in an interview when you're interviewing for a physical therapist for your cash practice. So you're going to have to go find that because I'm not going to go over that here. But he talked about the question, one of the questions they asked on their interview, and it was, what's the indulgent that, what's the indulgence that you can't live without? that costs less than 20 bucks. So think about that for a second. What's the indulgence that you can't live without that costs less than 20 bucks? They asked that on an interview question. So guess what? When someone comes to work for them on the very first day, they get a little gift bag and it contains that item. I think if it's um, something you can actually get, but yes. There's something like that it contains that item or a gift certificate for that item or something like that. So think about it. My immediate thing was Sour Patch Kids. It cost two ninety nine. I could actually live without it. But you know what? Lately, you know, my kids got me addicted to it. You know, so let's say I went to go work for him, which I'm not going to. There would probably be a bag of Sour Patch Kids in my welcome bag. Think about how that sets up your team for success. Okay, let's talk about Alex Hormozzi. If you don't know what Hormozzi is, you've been living under a rock. If you want to grow a business and you're into marketing and sales and you don't know who Alex Hormozzi is, something's wrong. So figure out who he is. He's a, he's a marketer salesperson. He owns like a really big company and he's got some amazing genius thoughts in his brain. Probably the only thing I really need to share with you about this, about his talk was this number one takeaway. If you're spending your time working all day and your income hasn't gone up, you're working on the wrong things. So let me repeat that for you. If you're spending your time working all day and your income hasn't gone up, you're working on the wrong things. So you're working really hard. You're working four or five days a week. Maybe you're working eight days a week. You're working hard. Your income's the same as it was last year and nothing's changing. You're working on the wrong things. Hire people who are smarter than you at the thing that they do. That's the other thing he said. You, you know, you want to hire someone to treat patients? Hire someone that's better at you than that. 
I mean, I hired someone who was better at differential diagnosis and managing patients than me. She's really awesome. I mean, it's hard to hire someone who's better than you in the hands-on stuff when I've been doing it for 20 years and they've been doing it for one. But, you know, hire someone who's better at you at that thing and enjoys that thing and wants to do that thing better than you in any aspect. Like, I hired someone who's better at me than social media. Laura, she's crushing it. She's better at me than managing podcasts. She knows more than I do about it. It's her job to know more. Thanks, Laura. I hired someone who's better at me than Facebook ads, Jake. I hired some of me, someone better than me at customer service, Nicole. I mean, it goes all around. One more person, this guy, Garrett Gunderson. I don't know Garrett. I don't know much about him. He's got long hair. Um, he was an entrepreneur turned comedian. He's written a bunch of books. Um, he's got some cool jewelry, um, very similar. He's got a, I have a Hopi ring. He's got a Hopi bracelet. We both got him in Sedona. I, I learned that when I was sitting next to him over breakfast. And then he's speaking. And um, he talked about a few things. This is mostly money mindset, high level. So I'm just going to go through these. You can look them up. He's got a net, I think he's got a Netflix special. Um, there's another guy, the, one of the other fitness guys I talked about earlier has a Netflix special coming out. I mean, these are high-level people that I was hanging out with this week. So Garrett said, wealth is a byproduct of a, li- byproduct of a life well-lived. And that's true. We're talking about money mindset. Wealth is a byproduct of a life well-lived. You know, wealth, money, it's a product of the amount of people you help. It's a, it's a measure of how, much, how many blessings you give to the world. Okay. He was also talking about how a scarcity mindset and, you know, some people play not to lose and that's scarcity. He was also talking about, so playing not to lose is living in scarcity. But he said also playing to win is also scarcity because playing to win in the future is a scarcity model. It's not a now model. A lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in playing to win. He said, and then so he follows it up with when the win is in the work, you enjoy the process along the way. Because you can sit here and play to win, be like, yeah, I'm playing to win, you know, and you're just focused on that. But you're playing for the outcome, not for the process. And I've talked about this before. If you enjoy the process, you're going to win. Um, so how do you know when you won if you're playing to win? Like this, like there's no prize. No one's going to give you a medal. The other big thing that he, um, he talked about was um, economic independence and the way he described it. Um, so economic independence, everyone wants economic freedom, financial freedom, but this is, um, economic independence. He said, you should be able to get there in 10 years or less, but really the definition is when your cash flow covers your expenses. Okay. But not like your cash flow from the work you do every day where you're working hard and you're not growing your business. It's your cash flow from assets. Economic independence is when your cash flow from assets covers your expenses. And these can be, um, real estate assets. It can be business assets. It can be a business you've invested in or your business or, um, stock market assets or something, um, that's paying out dividends. When that covers your expenses, you have economic independence. So one way to think about it would be, I know this number, if you have 10 million invested in the stock market, you can take out $40,000 a month without reducing the principal amount. So you can just do that forever. There's enough in there at the average rate that the stock market grows. But 10 million is a lot. So how do you get there sooner? 
you don't have to have 10 million investments. I have to have some kind of like, um, like mix of investments where it's, I've got my, my business monthly recurring revenue, which still isn't guaranteed. I've got, um, you can have like, uh, assets, uh, dividends from another business you've invested in from like another stream of revenue you've got, et cetera. Like there's this combo. So I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Like this opened me up to think it's not just about not diversity of investments, but, um, just being able to have this from multiple sources and go, okay, yeah, I do have economic independence in my assets, my cash flow from the assets cover the expenses. Dope. All right, great. It's a little bit, I see a faster path to that because putting 10 million in it in the stock market is a lot and it would take a lot of, a lot of time to do that. So, um, a couple of little things he said is, um, invest in things that you understand and you want to create focus and not a ton of diversity. Cause as soon as you start creating diversity, you get into things you don't understand. So let's just leave it at there. I think those are enough lessons. Um, I can't remember who said this in the beginning, but you know how I talk about 80% is good enough, right? So there's another way someone said this. I I can't remember who said it, Um, but it was stop thinking and start doing. If there was one thing that you took away from this, you know, make sure you write it down, but there's one action step and this is what we we do in our our group. We do this. I I teach this a lot. It's like, what's that one thing you need to do? Um, Taki calls it the betting table. You took all your good ideas, you put it on the table and you, you organize it in a um, in a pattern. You just figure out what's the thing that's going to take the shortest amount of time that's going to give you the biggest benefit. And you got to do it. So write that thing down. Know what you're going to do this week. And then stop thinking about it and just start doing it. Go blindly into your work this week. Not blindly, but go blindly into your work and don't second guess yourself. Just start doing it. The more you take action, the more you're going to, the more you're going to get out of it. If you sit here you start thinking, and woe is me, and all these problems, and all the things that aren't working for me, then you're not going to get the results that you want. There's a lot of different ways to say this. 80% is good enough. Um, don't complain about the things you didn't get. The, don't complain about the results you didn't get from the things you didn't do. Stop thinking, start doing. So stop thinking, start doing, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace out. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. If you have an established PT business and you want to 10x your marketing, time, income, impact, and scale your business to multiple six or seven figures, then I'd love to invite you to join me or someone on my team for a free strategy and scale session. On this call, we'll help you get clear on your goals, identify the obstacles in your way, uncover the hidden opportunities in your business, and then we'll map out a three-step action plan so that you have more fun, help even more people, make even more money much quicker, and you'll leave the session feeling clear, confident, and excited about taking your physical therapy business to the next level. Sound good? If that's a yes, just DM me the word call over on Instagram at Aaron LeBauer, and I'll get back to you with all the details. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week on the show.